0: Welcome to our Thursday Morning Chapel. Please join me in the responsory as it is printed. Alleluia, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Alleluia. Death is swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Alleluia. Scripture reading for our meditation today is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 beginning with verse 54. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord." Maybe be seated. The week before I started high school, so the week before I started ninth grade, I was sitting on a nice sunny day outside of my grandma's house on my bike, looking at her front door, and suddenly coming through that door was her body. She had died the night before and had been found that morning. And some of us gathered as we watched the coroner bring a stretcher out with her body on it in a big black bag that had been zipped up. And I was very sad. I loved my grandma. I would see her almost on a daily basis. And her death certainly struck me in a certain way. Two months later, when I was now in high school, one of my classmates who sat right in front of me was killed in a car accident. 14 years old. And um, it was announced to all of us, I remember, in class. And boy, did that death hit me differently than my grandma's death, completely differently. My grandma was one that I maybe expected she was getting up in years. But 14 years old, this young lady who I would talk to in class every day before we started, Someone my same age, man, that one just went through me in a whole different way. That that death could take someone right out of my classroom so fast. When was the first time in your life when you were really close to death? When something happened, maybe to someone in your family or maybe at your school or maybe something that happened in your neighborhood where it was very close to you and it had an impact on you differently than maybe something you saw on television. Our text that I just read speaks about the sting of death and that's part of it, the sting of death. It brings us face to face with our own mortality and even our age doesn't make us exempt from when it might come. And death doesn't always follow the pattern. Uh, maybe that we would expect and that our world would expect. Back in 1977 during the World Series, during Game 6, I believe it was, it was in New York, found the New York Yankees were playing, and they had one of their old great players, Joe DiMaggio, who was now in his 60s, mid-60s, came out and threw the ceremonial pitch to a young catcher who was about 29 years old by the name of Thurman Munson and he threw him a pitch, and if you had thought about it and asked each of them that day, who would leave this life sooner than the other, we would all would have thought it'd be Joe DiMaggio. He lived 20 years longer than Thurman Munson. Death doesn't care how old you are. Death doesn't care how great of an athlete you are. It doesn't care necessarily how well you've taken care of your body. Not that we shouldn't do that too. St. Paul talks about, he uses the word, the sting of death. It's a Greek word that has to do with a very sharply pointed weapon. And it's often used to describe swords and things. It's also the Greek word that is used in the book of Revelation to describe the sting of a scorpion. Uh, That's interesting, the sting of a scorpion. And death stings us in multiple ways, not only when we lose a loved one, like a grandparent or parent or sibling or someone, But it also brings with it a a sense of fear about having to face God. It suddenly brings a a reality to all of that and a suddenness to all of that. And it's also a reminder of the fact that everybody here will probably face death someday unless the Lord returns first. So our natural reaction inside of us is to recoil from it, is to, to put distance between ourselves and this horrible enemy. I remember um, taking a shower in our when we lived in Florida, and suddenly a tiny scorpion came up through the drain um, down by my feet and Boy did I scramble to get away from that and quickly found a shampoo bottle to smash that thing. Uh, Martin Luther said, "Even the pig squeals at the slaughter, right there's just something in us in all living beings and that just pushes against death and, and anything that Uh, that would try to take life away from us. And sometimes it just overwhelms us with how large it can be. Just a few months ago in February, there was this enormous uh, earthquake that happened over in Turkey. Nearly 60,000 people that died. And it's interesting on CNN, for instance, they covered it for about three days. But if you ever watch big traumatic events like that, about the fourth day, it starts to drop off how much coverage it gets. And the reason is, they know the audience can't take it. We can't take it. We can't take having death be so in our faces, on all around us, when it's on such an enormous scale. And so the the people in charge of the news realize we've got to taper this off at a certain point. Listen to what Paul writes. The sting of death is sin. That's why it's here in all of us and around us. And the strength of sin is the law. But then he makes this beautiful transition. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the commentators on this text says this, I love this. The resurrection is God the Father's amen to Jesus' words from the cross, it is finished. I like that. When Christ cried out that your sins were all paid for and it is finished and the work was entirely done to pay for your entrance into heaven, the resurrection is God the Father's amen. Yes, this is true. Christ has now come to remove this horrible sting of death that is in front of all of us. He has defanged it. He has taken away the bite that it has in us. And he's drained it, drained it of all its venom. The Greek used here talks about that he has devoured this. Kind of like, maybe you've heard this illustration before, a mother eagle that sees a, a little poisonous snake jump into the nest by her young birds. And she will grab that snake with her mouth and gobble it and eat it up and devour it and consume it so it won't harm those who are in her nest. That's what our Lord Jesus has done for you and me. By his own death, he took death into himself, consumed it, completely devoured it so that it now has no more sting left for us. Christ has become your killer of death. And this changes how we look at The dying process for us as believers. We can still be timid about it and things, but God tells us don't be afraid of it. It completely changes things. Back in uh, the 1800s, there was a, a slave by the name of Henry Brown, and he had a very nasty, evil master that was taking care of him, and he forced him to work in on his plantation in the packaging room that would send shipments of cotton out to other parts of the world. And um, so, this work of building and putting everything in all of these crates became part of his slavery, if you will. But one day, Henry decided, "I'm going to package myself in the crate and label it for Boston." And so he shipped himself to Boston to his freedom and lived out the rest of his life in absolute freedom. That's a picture of what Christ has done for you and me with death, okay? Death to everybody else in this world looks like part of the slavery that we have to the grave here in this life. Jesus says, no, I'm going to make it the very package by which you get to heaven. I'm going to make it your entrance into true freedom, the real freedom that he has for us in everlasting life. There's no reason for us anymore to be afraid of death, though we may still have tendencies toward that. But Christ would have us look at it with absolute confidence. Notice, he gives us the victory, the very victory that he himself won over it on that first Easter. And this victory that he gives us by faith is why we can stand over the graves of our loved ones as we place them down into the ground and sing with such defiance about death at my mom's funeral one of the hymns that we sang like Like the golden sun ascending has a great line in it and every time i sing this i think of my mom's funeral and how confident we are can be about death death itself is transitory i shall lift my head in glory what a statement Death is nothing but a transitional phase for us to finally reach the glory that is waiting for us. So because of this, what does Paul say? How does, how does this affect, affect our lives? Therefore, my beloved brethren, brothers and sisters in Christ, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord." I wanna close with a, a little story some of you have heard me tell before. Back in the in the late 1980s, maybe early 90s, there was a drug lord out in Los Angeles who had built up millions of dollars from selling drugs to the community and was suddenly shot down and killed. He was only in his 30s. And his friends took uh, his money and decided to throw him an elaborate funeral procession. And they had a horse-drawn carriage with a glass casket Uh, that his body was pulled through the streets of Los Angeles. And and hundreds of people, thousands of people, came out to the streets to watch this. And they had a full band playing as they went down the street. And I remember the interview. There was a reporter on the scene that went out to interview some of the people in the crowd. And some of the young people were so impressed by this. And he came to this elderly African-American woman. And she was probably in her 80s. And he was interviewing her, and she said, Yeah, but he's still dead, isn't he? He's still dead. And I thought, that's right, he's still dead. If you're going to live your life for the things of this world and what you can get out of this world, that's about the best the world can offer you, a glass coffin behind a horse with a band. That's that's what you're going to get if that's your life, and to live for that. Your Lord Jesus has come into this world to win for you a much greater, a much greater world to live in by his own death and his own resurrection. And he has chosen out of love and mercy to you to just give you that victory as your own. Grab it, possess it, and live for that. Amen. Let us rise and join in our Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven... The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Depart now in his peace. Amen.